0: It's the Just Josh
1: and Your Podcast. How's it going, everyone? You're listening to the Just Josh and Your Podcast. I am your host, Josh Hansen. We have a very special guest with us today, Luis. How are you? I'm fine. It's so nice to be here, and we uh, are sitting alongside with Sean Cole. Sean, how's it going, buddy? It's it's great. Have a great day. Sean uh, reached out to me not too long ago, and through his girlfriend, Jessica, said, hey, I've got this awesome lady that you've got to talk to. And so we got in touch with Luis, and she said she was kind enough to let us come to her house. We're actually set up in her kitchen, which is the first time I've ever done anything like this before. So that was... uh, that was new. <laughs> so we appreciate you letting us come and take over your kitchen for a little bit, Luis, and talk to us.
2: That's fine.
1: And your last name is Kenworthy, right? Mm-hmm. Luis Kenworthy, which is a cool name because it's got the Kenworth in it, but you got the Y at the end. So that's kind of cool.
2: They forgot the Y. Did they forget the
1: Y? <laughs> <laughs> so one of the cool things that uh, that drew me to wanting to talk to you is you you just turned 90 years old Mm -hmm. that is like that is so cool did you ever think in your wildest dreams that you would make it to 90
2: never like what
1: (laughs) what were you what was your what was your goal if you if you even had one
2: i i just never thought about being 90 (laughs) i was just glad for today
1: and how do you and how do you feel me? Yeah. Do you still feel like you're 18? Like, like, what's the, talk to us, man. A lot of us aren't going to make it to 90. So how are you?
2: When I'm upright, I feel just real good. <laughs> <laughs> but when I feel not so good, then I think as I was doing at 18, while I was doing at 90, it didn't work. I got tangled up in the chair. <laughs> Didn't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: the chair tripped you up.
2: And, and bless his heart, he came in. I thought boy, I'm glad he came. He came in and he just picked me up. That well, that's was it.
1: Sean's Sean's good to have in a tight spot. Mm-hmm. He really is. He's he's a he's a great as you you said off before we started. He's a great picker upper.
0: So, it's well, we all fall down sometimes, literally or other ways, and it's, it's, it's good to have people come along at the right time and pick you up.
2: But, but at least it could have been graceful. For me, I could have been a little bit more graceful. I think I was probably what splattered down all over the floor. It wasn't that bad.
1: Louise, <laughs> did you ever see the commercials, uh, I've fallen and I can't get up? Do you remember seeing those on TV?
2: Probably, Probably years back, and I don't remember
1: them. Yeah, oh, those. Uh, every time I hear about that, though, that's where my mind goes. Well, wasn't it for like the Life Alert? Yeah, I fallen, and I can't get up. Yeah. I kind
2: of remember that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, at at any rate, uh, it is it is so awesome to uh, be able to uh, talk to you. And the other nice thing about it is is we've never met before, so this is a brand new conversation. And I, what, some of my favorite uh, conversations are these because we really don't know anything about each other. I mean, obviously, you know, Sean and Jess, but don't know don't know me from Adam. So it's going to be fun to get to know you and to ask you about some of the key highlights of your life. And uh, so I really appreciate it. It's it's cool to it's cool to be here. I've noticed in your kitchen you have a, a cabinet filled with a lot of what looks like, to me, Tonka toys that I no, really want to play with.
2: No, not Tonka toys. So, so it, tell
1: me what you got going on
2: here. That, that's my husband's. He he collected those, and those are the expensive toys. They're not little, little kid stuff. They're grown-up stuff.
1: They're like replicas.
2: And when you didn't know what to get him for Christmas or a birthday, they always, we had... Some businesses around here. They would go and buy an expensive. What I don't know, car, whatever is up there. Yeah, it looks Where's like it? A, lot,
1: a lot of tractors, a lot of uh, heavy ma- machinery. Would did he, did he do? Did he, he c- work in that industry?
2: He could run those. Uh-huh. He could
1: run those. That is so cool. It looks like we've got a dozer and a front loader an excavator, a crane. And there, they are. Like I know, obviously, uh, the listeners can't see it, but it it is like this this huge shelf, and inside the glass doors, there are a bunch of these these excavators and stuff. And I did make the the comment to Sean while we were setting up I'm mic. Like, Man, I just want to like. I just want to get these out and play with them. <laughs> he did say that, I yeah. wish we had a sandbox around here.
2: <laughs> That—that's why there's uh, keyholes in them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to keep them locked. I yes. mean, I mean, have you ever come downstairs and and caught Sean
0: playing with them? Nope. No. <laughs> I played with them. She has. There's also a music box collection on the on the second shelf of that cabinet so I we, I played with those one day uh-huh. I had to check those out how old are those music boxes
2: this first round went right here uh-huh. probably got I think Julius probably gave me that when I was a freshman
1: and Julius is your is your husband
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay uh, and Julius obviously isn't with us right
2: no he he passed away that's him up there in the overalls.
1: He's a good looking guy.
2: Yes, he was.
1: Did he have a nice tractor? Did he did he ever own a tractor? Did you think his tractor was sexy? <laughs> I don't think she's going to get that, <laughs> get that sure. joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, that's my bad. <laughs> that's the young generation screwing up again. <laughs> Someone's laughing somewhere. Hell yeah. Uh, no, there's a song. It's a country song. And, it, and it's the one in the song. It says she thinks my tractor's sexy. So I was just <laughs> I
2: hadn't heard of that. Well,
1: we'll have to play it for you sometime. It's really good. But but you have a we, we pulled one of your music boxes out. The one sitting on the table. Tell us. Tell us about that uh, music box.
2: Oh, there wasn't anything very fancy about it. I think that's just one I bought.
1: This one that you bought. But uh-huh. it looks but it looks like it's been around for a while.
2: That's the dust on it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sean, let us hear that, dude. And most of them are—is it winable?
0: Telephone themed.
2: Do you want me to unlock that?
0: No. Ah,
1: music boxes are awesome. You know what song that is, Louise? What is it called? Is it is it close to you?
2: Do I have it in there?
1: The way we were. The way we were. That's cool. Music boxes are sweet. So, um you 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 uh you actually kicked it up. Well, let's start with this. So, where were you where were you born? Where? Yeah
2: here in frankfurt
1: so frankfurt kansas Mm -hmm. you've lived here all your life Mm -hmm. and what year were you born 1932 1932 that is so freaking
0: cool i mean i was born in the 80s yeah it's it always amazes me time seems like you know when you're living it the first 20 years seem like it takes so long but then You meet people and you realize, wow, 80 years ago, 90 years ago, wasn't that long ago. No,
1: it seems, yeah. I mean that's a beautiful sound coming from that. Is there any way we can shut that? No, off now? It's, there's I mean, no way of shutting that one off. It it doesn't have a stop on it. Gosh damn it! <laughs> the way we were yeah, is going to be with us until. Now, now. Oh, hopefully there's there no copyright go. infringement there. Because we got way over the 14 seconds.
2: Maybe we should have gotten the tall model out. <laughs> yeah, there's
0: there's one music box in there. It looks like a tall telephone, and it's a Jim Beam decanter.
2: <laughs> that's shaped and, like a telephone and the seal hasn't been broken <laughs>
1: oh my goodness that's going to be some good stuff eventually huh
0: we'll have a great conversation on that's the, right the <laughs> Yep,
1: that would be great we all need a, a couple of shots of that so louise a uh, lot of telephone themed things going on here what what is the significance with the telephone
2: i was an operator telephone a, operator a
1: telephone operator i don't know what you like picked up the receiver and called people like how does that what do you mean uh, by a telephone operator?
2: Uh you you sit at a switchboard and when people use their phones it'll bring depends on what switchboard you're at but it'll bring either a little oh, a little piece of metal I'm going to say and when they ring it in their house it'll go make a little noise on our switchboard. Uh-huh. And a little there'll be a little piece of metal that will kind of drop back. and then you take your cord like I have here, Uh-huh. And we plug this end of it into the hole that's in the switchboard, and then we say number, please." And then they tell us what they want. And then if it's just a local call, you just plug into the number they're calling. or if they're calling out of town, then you have to build your cold calls like here at Frankfurt. If if they if people called in, that we would have to go to Marysville, Kansas first. We would have to ring call we bring them. I guess you'd say so there was
1: like a hub or a connection there.
2: Yeah, and and uh, so where we plugged this into our board, and then we had a little key that we could move and it would ring into the marysville switchboard and then if we were going to kansas city we would have to build our call so then when marysville answered i would say uh and then i would say kansas city or usually but i would say kansas city and then she would ring kansas city and then that I had built my call from Frankfurt to Marysville to Kansas City. You put a yellow clip on those two cords, mine and theirs. And that way we knew to clear those when they were through talking. And so the, or either that or you could call locally or you could call Blue Rapids or and, and we had little towns around that called would ring in to Frankfurt and and give us their long distance that they wanted, and we'd ring it for them, and we'd bill their call. I mean, you know, some and like what, that one time for California, you know, you just, you, I don't know, I just thought it was very interesting.
1: No, that's a hell of a, of a system. So how long would it take to place a call? If I wanted to call somebody... What was, like, how long would it take for me to get someone else on the other line?
2: Well, if it was local, say, like, here in your call, Marysville, we would just take this cord and plug it into their into our switchboard and ring this little button back here. And then that call would go to Marysville through the wires, I guess, that they, maybe that's all those wires they had out there. (laughs) And and, uh, then we would get a Marysville operator, and she'd answer Marysville, and we'd tell her, oh, say number 785. And then she would ring that on her switchboard. But if we had to build a call, it might be that maybe we would have to go to Topeka or maybe to Kansas City and then on farther. And then when we went on farther like that, you know, another town and another town, then we would have to clear that so they would know when to take their connection down. Mm-hmm. So then, like, I would ring then, and the Marysville operator would come on the line, and I would say, clear to kansas city and then she would know to clear her connection from there to kansas city so their board was clear then man
1: so back then when someone hung up on you 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 had a reason to be pissed (laughs) it's gonna take you another 15 minutes to get that person (laughs) back on the line man holy (laughs) cow so if you were if you were making a long distance call, you were you were hanging in there for like 11 minutes or so to get everything connected.
2: It it went faster than it sounds. Okay. But uh we had little towns around us that came into us like uh Vlietz and Irving and I don't think Blue Rapids had one. What I I I know I remember valets and Irving because I got so tickled at him, because the one at Irving, Irving, when when you when you when you wanted to call somebody at Irving, well then you'd plug into the little hole that says Irving, uh huh, and you'd ring, and then when he would answer Irving, <laughs> Irving. Irving.
0: That's always how he said it, huh? Uh huh.
2: And then you tell him what you wanted. Sometimes he was okay, and sometimes he wasn't. And if family hears this, I'm sorry. <laughs> and and then see, there was Ir- there was Irving, and there was another Vleets, Vleets, Kansas, V L I E T S. Okay. And Vleets, Vleets, and so you, you you want to catch it, Vleets and that was you just plug in and and then you didn't have to clear your cords on that because that would I think would bring a light or I don't remember now if it was a little noise or a light and that was in their home they had their switchboard in their house and and then that's when they would ring us then and if they if we had to go on for something for them say like they wanted to call Kansas City, well, they'd come in and they'd ring to us and they'd pass us their information and we'd write their ticket. And we had to write tickets on these calls. And then I would ring Marysville and then I would say Kansas City and then she would ring Kansas City for me. And then when they were through talking, then we ha- I had to clear this and I had a little yellow clip and I don't know what happened to it but we had to put a little if we had to go that that far we'd put this little yellow clip on these cords so we know verbally to clear all the way and that's just how we got along So
1: how many how many cords though supplied a town like you have that call you've you've connected that call what if someone else calls in
2: Oh you you probably got well, you could probably put up about as many calls as you wanted to. Of course, back in those days, they didn't call like they do now. Sure. And, I mean, you you would call, well, say like you wanted to call Kansas City, uh, you would come if if it started at frankfurt or if it was like these one of these other little towns that had to ring into us then we would have to go to marysville and then they would have i think they could go on then and, and have a kansas city circuit and they could ring kansas city and then when the operator answered there then i'd tell her what i wanted and she'd do that end of it for me then when they got through talking then i would ring this little button that we had on our board and i would ring that and marysville would come in and i'd say clear to kansas city and so then she would clear her circuit from marysville to kansas city Holy and then crap. we pulled the cords out of the board out of the hole that we had in in uh, our switchboard
1: oh so once you passed it on it it would go
2: yeah you wouldn't
1: have to worry about it anymore
2: no you uh-huh. would
1: you would pass the signal on and then they would take it from there
2: yeah they, and then
1: so on and so forth so and, you wouldn't have to wait till like the duration of the call oh oh no okay
2: no they say like uh we'll say like somebody placed a call here from frankfurt well then i would ring marysville and then say I they wanted to go on and maybe we'd have to Kansas maybe go to Kansas City okay and maybe we were they were going on to New York who knows you know but it, but that was built up verbal verbally and that had to be cleared all the way from me here to where they were calling in some town. That that cleared it. That then the operators could take their cords down, and the board would be clear. Holy so you,
0: cow, man! It's crazy to think of that is let's intricate. Say if you're calling New York City from here, right? How many operators were involved just to make that call happen?
1: Yeah, all of those hubs that you have to go through to get to that to get to that signal is is crazy.
0: Yeah. I remember as a as a child, and I was just born in the '70s. I remember, you know, long distance phone calls, it was always a thing. Oh, that's a long distance call. So you didn't make them because they were expensive. Right. You know, it added to the phone bill, but you could see, because in addition to that, then you said you had to make a ticket. Is that how they computed the billing? So that probably went to a department where they figured out how much to charge people.
2: I would, I think so. So do you think
0: how many people were involved just to make one long distance call like that? Mm
1: -hmm. So that would have been your version of call logs then. Did you could you? Did you guys re- make a log of all of the calls that were made?
2: Uh, it, I, I'm, I've got to, I know if we had to go past Marysville, we made a ticket. But I don't know if we had to make... I think we even had to make a ticket to Marysville.
1: And would that ticket just get sent to the...
2: Then we had a place where we put our tickets, and then I think from then I... I, I don't know if the chief operator, I never did ask and never did even think about it, would take those calls. And I don't know, I, and I don't know now that you mentioned billing, I don't know how the people got billed. Would, would yeah, that go? They would go? have
0: had to take that information that you wrote down and someone would had would have had to sort that out so by what get number. Get a bill in the mail for your. It seemed like when I was a kid, and of course this was a long time Ago, but I don't you even, had a I dinosaur when don't you don't were a kid, you didn't s- when you? you to school. <laughs> but I remember, you know, you could you could call anyone in town, but boy, if it was long distance, then it was a uh, more of a charge. But it's just it's crazy to think how many people were working to make that call possible. And
1: and bef- and before that, it was telegraph, right? It was all it was all done via Morris code. I don't and, know. And I I think I I mean I could I don't know what the progression was, but I know I know. at some point back in the day yeah. they had to, yeah, you had to like go to the office and see if you got a wire or something. Right. It's just cool to see how it's come because it, it really, if you think about it, it really hasn't been that much time from that era to where we are now where everything, mm. you can make calls on your computer now. It's just like so crazy. We're so interconnected. Do
0: you remember what year you retired from the phone company?
2: Nineteen. I can't remember the year. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I had like I think thirty-two years service. So from uh, nineteen, we got married in. I I can't I can't think of of.
0: Did you retire, Louise, because you wanted to retire or because things were changing and they were starting to need less operators?
2: Yeah, I, I we had, well, when, not like when I transferred to Topeka, I worked in Marysville and um, Manhattan and Topeka. I think that's as far as I went. But when you, I don't even remember what you asked me. Did they, <laughs> <laughs>
0: when you retired, was it just because you were ready to retire from there? Or did they start using less operators?
2: Yeah, they were closing Marysville out. Okay. And. Um,
0: so technology was advancing and they didn't need as many operators. I, I see.
2: Yeah. And and then. Um, Wait they then oh criminy isn't that terrible i had all those years there and i don't remember them.
1: hey i don't remember what i had for breakfast this morning so the fact that you know <laughs> still how to connect a call from toshiba to wherever you're talking about <laughs> that's freaking amazing man well let me ask you this what what was it like growing up in kansas during that time what what did you guys do
2: well, when I was little, I played with paper dolls, <laughs> wow. or, or or dolls, or rode my tricycle. Or uh, then, when you went to the swimming pool in the summertime, uh-huh. and then here at the, where the south end of where the high school is, there's that hill. They used to block that off, and we'd sleigh ride there. That they, they, you couldn't have traffic on the hill but if you came in from the sides you know if you had here here's your hill and then you know if people live here well they would come out and they would come down they would go around they didn't always put all their traffic down kansas avenue okay because that's where we slid at that's where we had our sleds Went at sledding oh that mm-hmm. sounds fun
1: what did you guys what did you guys do what was your version of partying back then so we'll, we'll so we'll move forward. Let's say, like in high school, what did you guys do to get in trouble back back in those days?
2: I knew better than to get in trouble.
1: All right, so you were a good I girl. Did.
2: Well, of course, of course. <laughs> what a question! What a question! You never did
1: anything <laughs> wrong.
2: <laughs> never that I would tell.
1: <laughs> no, come on, you gotta get you gotta give us a little bit of the good stuff. Like, what 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 was what constituted. Getting into trouble back then.
2: You really didn't. I mean, they the kids didn't get in trouble back then like they do now.
1: Like we do today.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We were all just pretty good. Maybe it was our parents, because I know. That sometimes you got the hairbrush and sometimes you got the switch and and uh, the
1: switch. What's the switch?
2: A branch off of a green tree. Oh my gosh! (laughs) (laughs) So you didn't do it again.
0: (laughs) Did you? uh, Did you have a curfew through high school or
2: eleven o'clock?
0: Was that all the way through high school? You had that.
2: Uh huh. And I better be there at 11 o'clock. I found out what it was like when it was after 11 o'clock.
1: Get the switch? You get the switch or the hairbrush?
2: Hairbrush and the switch. Mother and the switch and daddy and the hairbrush. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So I only did that once each. (laughs) The kids learned early.
1: So you knew you knew the bad kids because the trees would be so bare. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, there's old Tommy's house. Look at that stick hanging out of the. That's what's left of the tree.
2: <laughs> I, I would imagine if you did many times, it might have been.
1: That's that's cool. And you met your husband in high school. Mm-hmm. You guys were high school sweethearts. You didn't date anyone before your husband.
2: It's a kind of. You you went to the movies, and, you know, I don't know if all theaters are. You have, like, four, four seats and then the aisle and then about eight seats and then uh-huh. the aisle and four. We always sat on these, the other girl and I, always sat on this one where there was four seats, but we left an empty seat by her and an empty seat by me. So we were on the two middle seats. So when the boys came in, they sat with us. Uh-huh
1: okay <laughs> did you did you guys during that time was it did 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 mom and dad sleep in the same bed or were or was it that era that had the or or was that the era era where they where they slept in separate beds but were in the same room
2: I think they slept together i d- I didn't paint you know it what I'm do. talking about though
1: like do you remember watching uh um the Andy Griffith show? And they slept in separate beds. I'm I've trying to that put that
0: in film. I don't know if that was common. I don't think that don't was think a real it was... thing.
1: Maybe that was just a way of getting out of the the situation that they were sleeping in the same bed. And I don't know.
0: Maybe they weren't showing that on TV or something. Okay. I'm going to have to do that's some a, research yeah, on I don't that
1: because mm-hmm. uh, that, that's why I was asking. Seems I mean, like I don't a lot know. of people had
0: a lot of kids back then, so they must have been. Something some was going on. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. What
1: did you do in Kansas? Well, we had a lot of kids. Um, So you, you, uh, you met your high school sweetheart. You guys get married. Um, obviously, uh, what year, when did he pass away?
2: What's it say on that card up there?
1: 2013. Wow. So you guys were, you guys were together for a long time. What, uh, how, how was it easy to be together with one person for that long?
2: If you loved him.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you how do you stay in love?
2: I don't know. You just a feeling you have. Yeah. Of everything's more important where they're involved. You, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's just I still have that feeling.
1: You still love him as much as you did before.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's that to me would probably be that uh, I worry about when I think about getting older, I worry about all of the people that I'm going to have to watch pass away and go without. How, because I obviously don't have that experience. What was it like having to move on past your best friend, the person that you've been with your entire life, all of a sudden not being there?
2: It was only hard with him. The friends I had, it was like, of course back then, when you're that young, you don't have many friends, and and if somebody's parents died, that unless they were good friends, y- you just went ahead and lived, I guess. Sure. I mean, I don't remember going to a a lot of of uh, funerals. I remember when being in Catholic school, and and there was a funeral, we had to sing the songs, you know, in the choir. But that's different than when it's your family.
1: You grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. Did you did you stay in the church throughout the fruition of your marriage? Mm-hmm. Was your husband involved in the church?
2: We were married in the church, but he didn't join the church.
1: Is it was that ever a source of contention at all?
2: With us, you mean? Yeah. No, no problem. He he didn't. They weren't raised Catholic, and he didn't want to go. So that was fine. I was raised Catholic and I went. He didn't have any problem with me going and I didn't have any problem with him not going. I thought he's old enough to know what he wants and if he wants religion then that's his his you know for him. If he doesn't, that doesn't change what he was like.
1: That's interesting cuz you know uh, you know where I grew up, where I grew up. Um not sharing a faith with your spouse would have been a big, would have been a big deal. But that so that's really cool that you guys were able to overlook that and and stay together as a unit. Did you did you guys have children? We couldn't couldn't have kids. If you would have, how would have you handled that situation?
2: They'd probably been married, or way probably been Catholic. <laughs> I think he would have he, he he would have seen to that. I think really he he wouldn't have you know said oh hey no he he, we we would have raised him catholic
1: but he do you know do you remember what faith he did grow up in
2: i don't think he did i don't think think his parents went to church i i they were a very poor family okay but i don't think they went to church now he had one brother well in fact two brothers both younger than him and they both the one that was closer to his age uh, joined the church, uh, the Presbyterian Church, I think it was. Okay. And then uh, the youngest one, then, uh, who was married to Grouchy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. He he knows I know who I mean. Now that code name.
2: <laughs> and I didn't want to say and And if she's hearing me, she's over there, she's sitting at home laughing. I hope so and, and, where she was the other day on the phone and and uh, then he became Catholic
1: interesting and and you guys i mean so did you know did he believe in God? Julius? Yeah,
2: I don't know. I didn't ask him, and he didn't tell me, and i've asked I asked him to go to church with me and, and he would. But uh, he, he was just raised different. Just raised I, different. I think then the rest, when, the, as the kids got younger, I don't know if their friends were Catholics or, I, I didn't, and I never did ever talk to him about it or ask him about it.
1: That's interesting. So where, where do you derive in that situation? Like, obviously he had a set of values mm-hmm. and principles Um, where do you, where do you feel like a lot of, cause I mean, if you grow up without that structure, sometimes you can just do whatever you want. So how, how did you see him structure his life without that guidance?
2: Well, he never had anything to say to me, like you can't go to church. We don't have the money. You can't do this or you can't do that. He never did that. I mean, I was to do what i wanted to and he did what he wanted to and he didn't you know preach to me or give me a lot of trouble and i didn't you know say hey if you can't be my religion i don't want you no we didn't have any of that that's i cool. loved him and he loved me and
1: and that's and that was the, we the glue took what that held you guys together
2: we just took what came along
1: Look, I, I maybe and maybe you don't understand why I'm so astonished by that. But in today's world, it just seems like, you know, we don't we don't have anything last for our entire lives. We, we change houses. We change cars. We change. Sometimes it seems improbable that two people will just not outgrow each other for their entire lives. And so I I really respect and find it. I like I liked to find out what was the glue that held two people together for so long. And from what it sounds like, you guys just throughout your entire marriage had a really close relationship. And, mm-hmm. so, and so my question to you is, what do you think perpetuated that, um, that, that longevity of being so close together?
2: I think it was just loving each other. I I I don't know that's how I felt. I I I thought as long as I have him I'm fine.
1: Did you ever think of remarrying? Mm-mm. No, never mm. never was a No. Has it been has it been hard being alone?
2: No, it's not been hard being alone. It's been hard without him. But as far as just me, like now, me being alone, no, I'm, I'm okay. that doesn't bother me, but him not being here, then that's hard. That's tough. Mm -hmm.
1: So, I mean, it's been, it's been, uh, quite a while. Do you still have hard days? Mm -hmm. I just, that, that pain just never seems to go away. Mm -mm. I, I lost a little girl, um, me and my wife struggled to have children and we, we have two beautiful girls now, but the first one that we were able to become pregnant with, we lost at 18 weeks and that's, I, that's not comparing your loss because being able to spend that many years with someone is obviously completely different, but I'll still have bad days and I didn't even (laughs) really know. I didn't know her, you know what I mean? But I'll still have days where that, that loss hits me or, or a memory or a smell or something will trigger mm-hmm. that memory. And I'll be like, man, that, that, that really, that really sucks. So and I can't imagine, cause obviously I love my wife and, uh, I, I, that's that, like I said earlier, it's just one of the parts that, about getting old that I would think would be the disadvantage is having to let go of your best friend at some point.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
1: then, you know, still wanting to get up in the morning after so but you have such you still have such a positive outlook on life and and you've 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 kept going and I think that that's I think that that's remarkable I think it's awesome
2: there's been some rough days through those years, but you just go through your rough days and then you straighten up and you go on and you do some living and something will happen and you'll have a rough day again but you live through them.
1: What do you think of today's society?
2: I feel sorry for the kids. Do you? I, I do. I I don't. I I, I don't want to say they don't get the education, because a lot of the kids get a lot of education, but I I I don't know why I feel like I do. I just maybe it's because. I had what I had with my folks and and with Julius, and I, I, don't, I, I don't know why I feel that way.
1: Were you close to your parents growing up?
2: Mm-hmm. Until they got the switch and the brush. <laughs> Until
1: they started pulling shit off the tree, <laughs> and, that, and that changed pretty damn quick, didn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Was Julius, I'm curious, because you, you have such an optimistic, you're pretty spry, you're, you're honory uh was julius a pretty fun loving light-hearted guy also mhm okay i was always curious about
1: that did you did you guys do the the long married thing did you guys banter back and forth and give each other a hard time
2: you mean about the religion
1: no no just just in general just like i mean uh, you guys never argued you i mean you never
2: oh if he stayed out well if i I would work till ten o'clock or eleven o'clock and I'd come home and he wouldn't be home, well, I knew where he was at. he was at the beer joint <laughs> <laughs> i knew I knew that and and then but then when he worked down around Onega, it was late when he'd come home. The late coming home didn't bother me, but the driving on that road from Onega to Blaine is terrible, uh-huh. And not worried to me and kind of upset me, but no.
0: And he he worked on the railroad, so I imagine he traveled quite a bit.
2: Yes, he did.
0: Mm-hmm. And was it strange? Because you worked, obviously, for so many years, and he worked, and it seems like a, we always hear that there was a lot of, you know, in the 50s and maybe before where just the man would be the provider and the woman would just stay home and keep care of the house. Was you both seem to be independent and allowed to? live your own lives and yet just come together was that different than a lot of people
2: i i think so i maybe it was beginning to change i don't know but i think back then a lot of the women stayed home and raised the kids well we didn't have kids so that meant we both worked so maybe that was it i i don't know but he he had to go and he went one way, and I went the other way, and we met, and that was—
0: So what did you do on the weekends? If you're both working quite a bit during the week, did you guys—what would you do for fun?
2: Well, usually we just stayed a lot at home. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of them want to go, 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 and he, were, he was kind of like on the road, especially when he got with the railroad. He just wanted to stay home. And that was fine with me because I'm not one that likes I packed his suitcase for the job, but I don't like packing suitcases for vacation. <laughs> because I just I couldn't see anything out there for a vacation that looked all that good.
1: Interesting. So I you... just
2: we both just soon stay home and sit in the carport and drink coffee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? Hey, oh, dissolute.
1: You, you know what? It's, it's whatever, it's whatever makes you tick. You know, there is no right or wrong answer. I think some people like to get out. I, my, I myself like to travel and, and, and thank God my family's the same way. And my children too, they, they love road trips. And, and that's mostly because I'm, I'm very, I'm very extroverted. I love meeting people, new people. You know, Mm -hmm. hence why I'm here. I mean, just a little boy from Utah. And it's been so fun to travel the country and meet. I mean, if I had never come here, we would never be sitting here. And to me, that's a gem. It's kind of like gold digging. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and those experiences have created a ripple effect in my life. And I've just decided that I want more of that. And that's kind of why I started doing this podcast is at some point – I want to be able to look back or I want my pos- posterity to be able to look back and go, this is who dad was or this is who Josh was. And all of these people that he got to talk to and meet, there's a record of that. And I, I've i considered it a huge privilege, you know, because this conversation and me being able to sit in your home, which which I just love – uh, it, it is so welcoming and warm, but you can, if the, if the walls could tell stories, you can just fill that in here. And, and i and that's something that I'll carry with me for the rest of my life. So, you know, thank you, <laughs> but that's, uh, it, it's, it's fine. Like you, the, you guys obviously enjoyed just spending time together. There didn't have to be some dog and pony show. For mm-hmm. For you guys to do that, you guys just love chilling. Did you guys ever go travel together and go see
2: anything? Uh, it, well, we would go to uh, Georgia to s- see his brother and his family. Uh, I had an aunt and uncle in Texas. Um, but i I just never did ever care to travel. And with him being in that truck on the road every day, he when the weekend came, he didn't want to travel either. He just was just written to stay home and relax and just do what you want when you want. And and we, we just didn't care to get out on the road anymore because, I, I don't know, I, I mean, I just didn't get that excited over traveling. Now, like you, you enjoy it. And and to me, it was like, how oh, do I got to pack another suitcase? Right. What am I going to take and this and that and something else? And I thought, it's not worth all that. Not for me. Not when I really don't want to go. And so we just didn't travel, which was great because we both agreed.
1: Yeah. You're just, you, both of you were like, well, you know, all of my exes live in Texas.
2: <laughs>
1: did we did we did we do well on that one? <laughs> I've I've heard that. Oh hell yeah, you've heard that song. Sweet. <laughs> oh, that's freaking awesome. Wow. So, uh I'm trying to I'm trying to I want to come up with some more questions cuz this is good. Um so growing up your parents were were awesome but they were strict. Mhm. Uh you meet Julius, and you guys uh, have a wonderful relationship. It sounds like, which, I mean, your your relationship goals basically, you know, because not a lot of people have that have that experience. They they have more bumps in the road, but I contribute that more. I I feel like to their ability to let each other have their space and still live out their lives, but incorporate each other.
0: That's what I. Yeah. And knowing you, Louise, is you both seem to... You told me a lot of times you guys would go out dancing on the weekend sometime. Mm-hmm. And you said you like to dance. And he didn't like to dance. Mm-mm. So you would go out and you would dance. And he'd, he'd have some beers and maybe even go to a different bar and have a beer over there and you would dance. And it takes a lot of loving... A lot of people would be jealous if their girlfriend or wife was dancing with other people. But it sounds like you guys just... You let each other live your lives. And just there must have been just a lot of harmonious. Mm-hmm. You, it was just harmonious between you two, just naturally.
2: I think he was thankful that he did not have to dance because he didn't <laughs> like to dance. And he really didn't dance very good. But, <laughs> and he he knew that. But I like to dance. So he could go bar hop and or, you know or booth hop whatever you want to call it yeah. and he would go and talk with the people and he'd have some beer and and I'd get out on the dance floor with this guy he'd lordy one he night <laughs> this guy asked me to dance and night because I, I like to dance so okay well he was tall so we had several dances, and my neck hurt so bad from looking up, and he was so kind to ask me to dance. I finally just says, I've got to go sit down, <laughs> and, and he came back and asked me again, and I told him no, and he's very nice about it. Just, you know, thanked me and went on. Did you
0: tell him why? Did you say it's because you're so tall, my neck hurts? I, 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 I didn't think
2: about it till later, and I thought, well, I should have told him why, so he didn't think that I wasn't, set, you know, happy with dancing. Yeah. And, <laughs> but, but
0: it is neat. You know, I think a lot of couples, uh, it was probably always, maybe it wasn't that way years ago, but it seems now a lot of people, they, they start dating, and people kind of want that other person to do exactly what they're doing and they want to try to make all their interests the same and they're always going to, you know, do this together and do that together. And, and and sometimes people feel like they lose themselves in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Where you guys, sounds like you've found a healthy way to maintain what you love and how you love to do things and just found the parts that work together.
2: Well, I think with us both being gone all week and not seeing each other all week, when the weekend comes around we're just satisfied to sit here at home you know and and not do it our our biggest thing i think was like in the summertime we'd go and see his brother and his wife and i'd go you know maybe spend a week here or spend a week there and that was that was our vacation i mean we would just as soon stay home like i said and sit out in the carport have a cup of coffee yeah. or have a beer or well, whatever.
0: You, now that you fast forward and here you just turned 90 and you still are in, in great health and you have this optimism about you, Is there are there some secrets that you'd want to share with other people? Do you have like Louise's secrets to aging well?
2: I, I don't know. I just lived every day as it came.
1: What What makes you happy nowadays? What do you look forward to?
2: I don't know I never really thought about it well what
1: makes you happy what what is something that that from a day-to-day basis that you really enjoy that 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 makes you happy
2: well I enjoy the friends that I have and the new friends that I get which isn't you know it's not a lot but I'm just satisfied sitting here at home alone I I don't have to get up and get out and go somewhere to be happy. I'm happy here.
1: Do you think the world is more evil now than it, than it was when you were growing up? I do. Like uh, way more or like if you could I know it's hard to kind of quantify that that question, but um where where do you see us going? From from cuz you've seen a lot. You you you've witnessed a lot of things. And so I, I love talking to, and I don't, and this is the first time on this program I've been able to do this and record it. But so I want to ask you what, from what you've been able to see from your experience, where do you see mankind headed?
2: Well, from some of the things I've seen, I don't think it looks very good. And I'm not too smart, really. But I, I, I don't remember me growing up or Julius and I being together. I don't remember all this shooting and killing and guns and, you know. And we didn't have that while we were growing up. I don't think I even remember of people shooting people like in their own area.
0: Yeah. Right. I think part of it now, I, I agree there's a lot more violence and there's more of that. And I think society has some serious issues. But I think something that factors into it is now you turn on your TV or your, a lot of people have smartphones. So you hear about all these horrible things happening mm-hmm. everywhere. I mean, I don't, there probably hasn't been a shooting in this county in a long time. Uh, there's none that I know of. But I, so I think part of it is we're we're encouraged to listen to really bad news all the time.
2: Well, and I think television, because back like when we were first married, well, (laughs) mother and dad, mother and dad, that's when televisions were coming in. Mm -hmm. And so daddy went and bought a television. Well, it was probably about like this and we thought we were in seventh heaven we had <laughs> television you know well you had more homey programs right and and it wasn't like shooting this one and shooting that one or you know killing somebody and they they were more family Like Little
1: House on the Prairie Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, the Andy Griffith Show and and shows like that.
2: Yeah, it was like that. So it was like, I don't think they put this thought of killing. and, And what really is when a child in school gets a gun and goes in and shoots his friends or shoots his the the kids in his room and and it's like they shoot them and it's nothing you know just shoot them and walk on we didn't have that it wasn't like that when i was growing up you
0: there's a level of disrespect i think now Mm -hmm. people have a level of disrespect i was listening to a news story this is a few years ago and these kids they had their cell phone and there was uh, a mentally handicapped guy that was in this little kind of a lagoon area where you shouldn't be in there swimming anyway, but the guy couldn't swim and he was struggling and these kids were just laughing and filming it. And even as they watched him die, they were just laughing. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I first heard that I actually felt sorry for the kids that were laughing at him. Cause I thought if you have that little respect for life, you yeah. don't then you there's no way you could have enough respect to have a good life yourself mm-hmm. and i thought you know of course it's a tra- tragedy for the person that drowned but I, I just remember thinking i felt bad even for the the hoodlums that were watching this happen because they thought they were having a good time and it's like they'll never have a life as rich as yours has been i don't they'll never know love the way you, you've known love because they have just this disrespect and they don't even know they have this lack of disrespect. They don't even know what they're missing, and there's a lot of that in society where it's just
2: yeah, there's it's
0: just missing. And I think, you know, I, I think it comes, you know, you have to grow up with it. I think it's uh, you can't have. You know, government's not going to educate. They're not going to instill that through school as much. They could try, but it has to be through the family. It has to be through seeing people around you do things right. That's okay. my thoughts on that anyway Mm
2: -hmm. well it's true it it uh back then when i was growing up i think my dad maybe had a i don't know that he even had a gun he had several fishing poles but i don't think i don't think he had a gun that i ever remember seeing now julius had a pistol but we kept it up and out of sight, covered up. Then the guys were, he worked for the elevator at Blue Rapids, and they were going to go out to one of the men's mothers out west and go hunting. And so he ordered a shotgun. Well, that was his gun, the pistol that you never saw. And my dad had a small one, and you never saw it. I never saw it. And 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 it wasn't this gun 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 shoot 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 you know you, we didn't have that and i don't i to me that made a big difference i don't know if it did but to me it did yeah. that and and it's kind of like some of them the parents can't even handle it and that's sad
1: yeah it is i don't understand why we still do the things that we do to each other. Like I don't understand, like, like with Russia and Ukraine right mm-hmm. now, why can't they each just find the best chess player in that country and have two people meet up and go at it and whoever wins wins and whoever loses loses. I don't understand why we're still killing each other. when, When at the end of the day, none of those men are ever going to live to see the territory anyway because it's all just passed on to the next generation they're literally fighting for something that's that's not going to be theirs anyway on both sides and it's sad because um a life it, what you're doing when you're taking a life is you're taking you're stripping away the experience that they that they could have had and it's really sad that we get to that point where we're so worried about territory or religious beliefs or what i mean it's so funny how we we grow up learning about god and how we need to love one another and uh but yet in the name of god we'll go and kill as many people as we have to for for that right and it just doesn't make any sense to me i would have thought by now we would have been a little further than, than, than what it is. And I can only imagine from your standpoint seeing so much bloodshed, so many wars, so many, so much disregard for life. It's just, I mean, I I'm sure that that, the things happen and it just doesn't even surprise you anymore.
2: It, it doesn't really, I Mm. mean, it's, it's just, you see it on the screen on television and it's just, that's it. It just, before you had your home like movies or i guess you'd call them movies but the movies are even different yeah i mean it's and these little kids coming up and seeing people shoot people which it looks like there was no concern to each person that was doing the shooting right you know it's just like how many can i get today people do get
0: desensitized by it
2: and mm-hmm. and I hate to think about these little kids. And, and these little kids absorb a lot more than you think they do. Oh, for sure. And more so now than when I was growing up. I mean, when I was growing up, I was playing with dolls. I wasn't thinking about going out and shooting somebody. And, and I don't think that the, the little kids were. And that's, that's sad. That's, that's sad for them. They lose a lot.
0: They do. I know it's, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm an artist, so I'm, I'm for uh, freedom of speech and freedom of expression. And uh, I, Mike had some younger cousins and I was playing video games with them. And a lot of them are what they call first person shooter games. So you just walk around and, and shoot other people or other things. And now maybe you're, a, it's a soldier. The storyline is, makes it so you're the hero or whatever. But a lot of these kids, you know, you play those games for hours and hours, and it's, it's kind of, it does, it's, a, it's a bizarre thing because it just, it puts you in the, because the games get more and more realistic, and I think, I think parents need to limit, you know, they at least need to be aware of what their kids are playing on, because I think if it's your kid, now I never I I had a child, so a lot of people will say, hey, you don't have any business talking about this, but, I, you know, I think if you're a parent. You better be aware of what you're putting in your own head and what's going into your children's heads. Yeah, I think that's somewhat you know it's their responsibility.
1: I think it all has to be moderation and self control. I mean, I I'm one of those kids. Like I love Grand Theft Auto, even as an adult. <laughs> yeah, and, like I love I love playing that game. Oh, it's a fun
0: game. I've I've played it you know, and I was like, surprised that it, it is, and how it's, fun it is.
1: It's great. And it's obviously like I don't set out to go and, and and kill, but uh I don't know. I I think I think being able to distinguish the difference between reality and and uh how how your actions can really affect other people is what's important, being able to distinguish the the fact from the fiction, a little bit. I I because I'm with you, obviously, in the work that that we both do. Free, freedom of speech is everything, and and it's under our freedoms are more are under scrutiny more now than they ever have been before. Where I feel like we just lose more and more every single day. But uh, I just think being able to 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 be able to separate and have, you you should be able to 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 do that. But like, you don't want a kid that's just playing Nintendo, you know, all day every day. Right. I see what you're saying there, but it's hard for me in my generation because I'm one of those people that
0: enjoy that, that did that. Doing yeah, that, that. Played yeah. A, that played a lot. Yeah, and I think there again it comes back to respect is the bigger issue. I'm right. not saying that's the right. The no, problem, I got but you. I think, no, you
1: know, I could never watch someone drowned and not. try and and write and try and and jump jump in yeah yeah, and and do and do what i need to do but uh, i so question louise as and uh, i'm not trying to be crass um i'm just gonna go out and say it so i hope i don't offend you but as the sun is setting in your life do you find yourself thinking about the end more does it ever cross your mind me
2: dying yeah no, I I don't think much about me dying. The only thing I think about is I hope I see Julius.
1: Yeah, being able to be re- reunited with your buddy,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's and that's cool.
2: But I I don't think much about it. I mean, I I kind of go through spells. I mean, there might be a few days that I cry a lot, and then I might not cry for months. No. And and I I don't know if it's. A person's body I, I and I don't I don't know why it's that way but I think about Julius a lot
1: I can imagine I, I mean like, like I said I think that's one of my greatest fears isn't growing old itself but having to say goodbye to the ones that have meant so much to me <laughs> in my life and uh, I think it's I think it really is like the final test is y- your ability to be able to to keep going When you, when you hit that last final wave of diversity and, but you, but you have, obviously you can tell that you miss him and, and that you still love him, but you still have that zest for life and you, and you still are bringing other people happiness being around and I think that that's awesome. I mean, these sure. guys can't say enough about you. I know, that, I know that you mean a lot to both Sean and Jessica. And uh, I feel like more important than religion or anything else, that's what we're here for is mm-hmm. to make a difference in other people's lives for the better. And if we can go through this life making someone else's life even that much more easier,
0: We've, we've, we've done a good job. I hope so. Yeah, I agree with that. I have a question for you, Louise. One of my best friends is a a guy named Charlie and he's 78. And he said, you know, he gets older and, you know, sometimes his body tells him he's older, but he said between the years, you know, in his mind, a lot of times he still feels just like a kid. He's just, is it, is that ring true with you? Does you, do you still feel young? with your thoughts?
2: Yeah, uh, I I have days. I, I have days that uh, I don't think about Julius. I have days that I think about him and I cry. Uh, I have days, days when I, I think about maybe some people here in Frankfurt, some older people, or maybe some parents that really don't look like they, take and care, like they care about their kids. I... I'd, I I hate to see that. And it's kind of hard. But when you love somebody and you lose them, I think you lose some of yourself.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, because when you're around somebody for that long, and I'm just speculating because obviously I haven't been in that situation completely uh, we were just talking about this on the write-up though, Sean. Everyone that you're around or let in energy-wise becomes a part of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're all a product of what we've been around because it's all we know. And so when you lose someone that, that's, that's been that close for so long, it can, it can feel like I would imagine losing your right arm. Because it's just been something you've you've been so used to for so long so but the the memories and the good things that you have I feel like are what bring you bring you through it because you you got to experience each other you guys gave the best of your lives to each other, mm-hmm. and nothing can replace that right mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Tried. It's pretty cool, yeah. Luis. You're a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really, seriously, it's, it's been, it's been fabulous to, to sit in your, in your kitchen and have a conversation with you and get to know you a little bit. And it's definitely a conversation that, that I won't soon forget for a long time. And I really appreciate your honesty. And your willingness to open up to some crazy guy that you've never met before and have, a, and have this conversation with me.
2: He told me I was safe. Did he? No, well, he <laughs> lied. He does that a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks for letting us come in and do this, Louise.
2: Oh, well, that's fine. It, it's just, I'm surprised it wasn't upside down. I'm not, I'm not a good housekeeper.
1: <laughs> oh no! It, your house is beautiful. This it really is. It's beautiful. I I I actually, I absolutely love it. I wish I wish uh, more and more that the podcast was was done with video. I, hopefully, at some point, we'll we'll get to that that point. But uh, by the way, we are on Apple Music now. Okay, so that's pretty cool. So, uh, I, Luis, I don't know if you know what Apple Music is, but be excited, can you? <laughs> Could just say that's great. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> if you're still listening, we sure appreciate it. Uh, really do appreciate the support and the audience. You've been listening to the Just Josh and You podcast here with Luis and, uh, of course, as always, Sean Cole. Uh, saying peace be unto you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>